Fasten your seatbelt. I'm taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car already did. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I am the monster the breathing men would kill. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. I go out of my way for you. I do everything to try and make you happy. I feed you, I clean you, I dress you, and what thanks do I get? I am so, so sorry. Oh, you're fucked. Oh, you're fucked. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now, I must shed innocent blood. Dinner is served. Save yourself from hell. Listening to the 30 something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Hey, it's John, the host of the 30-something movie podcast. We've got this preview episode for you of our Patreon exclusive episode for The Evil Dead 1981. It is the 40th anniversary of Evil Dead. Uh, we are even dropping this one on the actual 40th anniversary to the day of The Evil Dead, starring Bruce Campbell and introducing the Deadites and Kandar. Uh, and all those other great things. So, um, yeah, so this is a quick preview episode. It's not the full episode. If you want to check that out, you go to our website, 30podcast.com, and there is a donate button up at the top of the page, or you can go to 30podcast.com slash support. Uh, and any level of support joining us as a co-executive producer via Patreon, and you get access to the full, very special episode of The Evil Dead. So check this out, and then head over to our website, 30podcast.com. What, are you crazy? One word. Short phrase. Just to start off with, and then, then we'll open up the floodgates and unleash here. But one word, short phrase, how does this movie make you feel? Rob, you want to go first? Can you um, narrow it down to one word is a better question. <laughs> well, it, it, I, I remember how I felt the first time I saw it, and it was exhausted. And in a good way. It really, really felt like I had been taken through through a ringer. I saw it when I was fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. And I, I remember all, all the all the friend who gave it to me just said, "Dude, this 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 movie. A g- girl gets attacked by a tree, and it's like really crazy." I'm like, okay. And I just remember sitting there, and you get to that scene, and then it just goes bat crazy from there. And I, I, you know, it, the, the ending tagline of the credits really does sum it up. It's the ultimate experience in grueling terror. <laughs> and it does, it feels like an exhausting but fun roller coaster ride. Patrick, what about you? I'll just, I'm going to say, I'm going to say creeped out. Creeped out. I've, you know, I could just go on and on and on, but that'll get into the next question where I get to go on and on. So I'm going to try and keep it simple. Simple phrase for me, creeped out. I'm going to say for me, mind blown. So I'll hyphenate it. I'll make that one word. Um, 
So then to elaborate, now we can elaborate on our words. Um, yeah, the first time I saw this, I had I had seen these out of order. I saw Army of Darkness, um, I want to say, a year, well, as soon as Army of Darkness came on VHS in England, I was living in England at the time, and Army of Darkness had just come out on VHS over in England, and we had a, there was a sleepover birthday party at a friend's house, so it was a bunch of other, what are we, probably seventh grade boys uh, at the sleepover party, and we watched, what did we watch? We watched Army of Darkness, we watched Universal Soldier, and I feel like there was one other movie, and we played a lot of uh, Super Street Fighter 2. And I remember watching Army of Darkness, and the other guys, you know, they put the movie on, but they were, like, goofing around and, like, you know, fighting each other and wrestling and then playing video games while the movie was on in the background. Well, for everyone else, the movie was on in the background and they were doing other things. I, like the little movie nerd that I was, was firmly planted in front of that TV. And I was like, guys, shut up. I'm trying to watch the movie. Would you shut up? And so I was just glued and loved every minute of it. Um, So Army of Darkness was my first exposure to this entire series. And then, and then I, you know, for a long stretch of time, I didn't know anything about any of the other movies. I only knew Army of Darkness. And I'm like, okay, I love this movie. This is an awesome movie. Um, and then I was in high school, maybe high school, yeah, late high school, just about to go to college, and somehow I finally discovered that well, there's these movies called Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, and they are related to Army of Darkness. And I was like, you're kidding me. How did I not know about this? So I was like, all right, well, I got to watch these things. Well, didn't end up watching them, went off to college, and then at one of our local movie theaters in the college town, um, as I went to University of Illinois, so they would hold a, they called it a rerun movie festival um, at some of the local theaters, and sometimes we would have the Roger Ebert uh, Film Festival, because I think he went to U of I, and so they would show some different movies for that. And there was this one stretch in the fall where and I don't remember all the movies that got shown, but I remember that's the first time I ever watched Taxi Driver. Um, it was it was the first time. Yeah, um, see Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. They were on a Robert De Niro kick, um, and then that was also the very first time. Actually, you know what, Clockwork Orange, but I'd seen that one before. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who picked the movies, but it was like a one, two, three, four punch. Um, and then Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, was being shown. And so the first time I ever got to see this one was in a movie theater. And I am so glad, (laughs) so glad that the first time I got to see this movie was in a movie theater. And I'm sitting in this movie. And at the time, I didn't quite know. I know I was going to college. I thought, "Ah, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll be a newspaper writer. Maybe I'll do this. I don't know. I'm I'm still not 100% sure. I really love movies, though. Like, maybe... I kept looking at these magazines that, like, you know, you could get a movie camera that was halfway decent, and, and I was like, I don't know, maybe I could, maybe I could like make movies. Maybe that would be kind of cool to make movies. And then I go see this one, and I was like, I'm not sure I can make movies. It's already been done. <laughs> like, I I can't. I would love to make horror movies and things like that, but it I can't outdo. And this was done like 30 years ago. I I can't outdo this. So I became a teacher, but you know, and I don't I don't know how Evil Dead applies to me becoming a teacher. I, I I hope it doesn't in any way, shape, or form. But um, no, I completely mind blown the first time I saw this movie. I'm like, 
because I know looking at it today, and even looking at it then, it, it, that would have been 1999. It's the first time I saw it. I'm like, okay, the effects clearly not as realistic as what we can do today. But God, if this just isn't like some of the camera work and some of the others to just technically how it was done, I just was sitting there in awe and just fell in love with this movie. And then, and I know some people sometimes will try to pit them against each other. It's like, well, Evil Dead 2 is better than Evil Dead 1. Like, uh, you know what? Different movies. Uh, it's like Apple, it's like apples and skateboards. It's like not even like don't even compare them. It's not it's not a thing. Um, so that's my long winded way of explaining the mind blown comment. Is I saw this in the theater for the first time when I was in college. Mind blown. I'm jealous, absolutely <laughs> jealous. And then the next year, the next year they brought uh, Evil Dead Two, so I got to see that one in the theater. That wasn't the first time I saw it, but I did get to see Evil Dead Two in the theater also. I as soon as I saw Evil Dead 1 in the theater, I ran to our local, I want to say later that night, uh we had a little video store that had just tons of hard to find foreign films, horror movies, all kinds of stuff, and I think you could rent them for like you could plop down 5 bucks and walk out with 10 VHS tapes. Um and I think that night, I ran over there, and I was just like, I, Evil Dead 2. I need to find Evil Dead 2. Please, Evil Dead 2. Got it. Went home. Watched it on the TV in the dorm room. And I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm, I'm good now. I, I, can, I can, Yes, I can die now. I mean, I, I, I'm fulfilled in terms of movie watching. Um, I'm cool. I'm cool. Let's, yeah. yeah. It definitely has that effect on you the first time you see it. Uh, and even, you know, you, uh, thankfully you were at, at the age where you could appreciate filmmaking. It wasn't until, you know, I, I had seen Evil Dead and then I talked to a buddy of mine who was like, uh, he really had already cemented that he wanted to go into filmmaking. And he was like sitting there while well, I watched it with him, but it was like the third or fourth time I had watched. He was just like, now watch this, now watch this. And this is what he did with the camera to do, get it to do this. And you know what? That's called a Ramey cam because he invented that thing. <laughs> like I just, I just want to watch it. Yeah, and I was, I was more into the special effects. I was like, how did they do this? How did they do that? That's what I was more interested in. He was definitely more into the the technical aspects, the the camera work and everything like that. And I was just like, okay, I know that there's stop motion here, but how how did they get that one worm to like fall down the face like in slow motion at at the end? And and it, it, like still to me the most impressive special effect is where it the the wound in linda's leg spider webs out really quickly and it's just like it's so effective and it's it is it's probably really simple but time consuming to do but it's really cool that was a cool effect mm -hmm. i mean th that was needless i mean needless to say that was a that was a that was a cool effect so Pat, tell us a little bit more. Is this the first time you've seen this Evil Dead? It is. It is, okay. and it's really interesting to hear you guys talk because I'll I'll admittedly come at this from the other angle of um, I didn't do horror movies really at all before this podcast got started, and I think this might have been the first Evil Dead Two was maybe the first one that was real horror like. I, I mean. I'm trying to think like maybe nightmare on Elm street, but I can't remember which one came out first and whatever that's neither here nor there. But I remember when this, uh, when I watched not this one, but evil dead two, 
I remember watching it and going, okay, I'm not a fan of the genre, but I enjoyed this one. But I don't think I enjoyed this one because it's, it's being so, you know, there's stuff that I think I'm supposed to be laughing at. And I, I kind of, I know I didn't want to trash it because I was like, man, I don't do horror movies, but I really enjoyed Evil Dead too. So I sat and it was actually, I think I said it on the podcast too. I'm like, guys, honestly, the more I talk about it, the more I like this movie. And that's when the guys in the show were like, oh yeah, because there's this, there's that. And then that's when you said, you got to see Army of Darkness. And they said, that's kind of the, the gateway, see Army of Darkness, then go back and this functions as like a prequel and you'll, you know, and then, I mean, Army of Darkness was like right up my alley. I'm like, this, this is fantastic. And then that kind of opened my eyes for how I was, how I was supposed to kind of view Evil Dead 2. What I found interesting about watching this one is that I kind of knew the beats, like I knew what was going to happen, but, and boy, correct me if I'm wrong or correct me if I missed it, but this seemed to be like straight up horror or it was going for straight up horror. Like I, there were a couple scenes I tried to laugh at and I'm like, I don't think this is, you know, like all the jokes that, and we're say spoilers. Well, evil dead two already came out. We've already talked about that one. So we're good. But like the farewell to arms, the whole iconic, like chainsaw. And I mean that, that, you know, like that whole thing, there was a chainsaw, but it wasn't like it was attached to his arm and all that, like in the, in the movie, so this one just seemed to be straight up horror, which was cool. I mean, I, I, I dug it. Um, and that's why I said like, man, that, yeah, it creeped me out. Um, but it's just interesting, two different takes on the same story, one more comedic and one more horror. And inevitably I'm, I'm thinking, and it's like, whenever that happens, one is going to be the weaker, right? And the only thing that comes to mind is like Conan. Conan the Barbarian and then Conan the Barbarian 2. One was a more comedic take and that didn't really hold, right? And I'm sure that there's like, you know, tons of movies out there where they do that. Like, oh, they were going for more drama and nope, you're getting away from your comedic roots. Or, oh, you're going more for this and nah, that's not really what you want. This one, you have really, I think, two excellent tellings of a story, but really from two different perspectives. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm coming at it. I mean, I would, echoing all the things that you guys said that you understand far more than me. One, because you watched the genre. Two, you know, talking about the camera work and special effects. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Um, I mean, I second all of that. You don't need me to take 20 minutes and just kind of echo everything you guys are saying. But that was what really struck me is that, okay, this one creeped me out. This was straight up horror. This is really good. Same story, more comedic it was really good in evil dead too. So I, I just, I find that whole piece rather interesting. And yeah, that forest scene. Wow. That was, that was disturbing. Needless to say. There's a movie. I, f I feel like, um, Oh, is it called Treevenge? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that scene could fit in Treevenge as well. Hmm. Isn't Treevenge? I remember watching Treevenge maybe back in college or sometime. Isn't that the one where the the trees are upset because the humans have been cutting them down for Christmas trees and decorating their their brethren's corpses and putting them in their living rooms yes. for Christmas? Yeah. So the trees get revenge on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this one, Pat. Kind of to your point, you know, this one and and what was interesting to watch, um, because there is a and, and I haven't I did not see it up until just a few days ago. 
Um, there is the short film that's about a half hour long called Within the Woods. And that was the first, um, you know, Rob was showing us the, the DVD earlier that's got that as one of the extras Ooh. on the uh, Evil Dead DVD. And you can also find it on YouTube. Like, it's a real, it's not a very clean copy. It's it's clearly bootlegged VHS. There's some tracking issues on certain scenes and things like that. But um, what I really enjoy about the existence of, what I enjoyed about the existence of Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 alongside each other, and now having watched Within the Woods, is being able to see a director's thought process as they're trying to work out some of their, what would become trademark, you know, Raimi-isms, or like the Raimi cam, or things like that, is there are certain things that when I see that in a movie, I'm like, ah, that that's a that's a Sam that's a Sam Raimi POV angle like I I know what that is, um you know you wouldn't even have to tell me you could just show me a movie and if it had that in it I'd be like I guarantee you Sam Raimi if he didn't direct this thing he's involved somehow with this movie, um and being able to kind of go backwards and see when I watched that little short film that was kind of the almost like the proof of concept to try to raise money for the making of Evil Dead, um. You know, there's there's things in there like there's a whole scene in that one where there's a porch swing uh, that's like banging against the side of a house uh, instead of, you know, they find a dagger. But instead of it, there being like a book of the dead, um, they've desecrated they're, they're going to have a picnic and they've desecrated like an Indian burial ground. Um, and that's where and it's actually Ash is. The, well, he's not Ash. He's Bruce. Um, and, uh, he's the one that gets turned into the, I don't even think they're, they're not calling him deadites at that point. I'm not sure there is a name for him in that one. Um, but he's the one that gets possessed and he goes about, you know, killing the rest of his friends, um, in the rest of that short film. And you can just see Sam Raimi just working out all of these different details and then just so much fun to see the process of going from this half hour short film to evil dead one. And then from Evil Dead 1, which I believe, and Rob, you might know a little bit more about this than I do, um, the reason that they had to make Evil Dead 2 was related to Sam Raimi not being able to get the rights um, to distribute Evil Dead 1 and had to kind of almost remake it with slightly different characters. That was one of the stories that I heard, was that he, he didn't have the complete rights to it, so it was, I, I guess Bruce Campbell has referred to it not... You know, people will ask him, is it a sequel? Is it a remake? And he he has used the word requel. Like they had to remake it in order to hold the, the exclusive rights to it. Um, I'm not sure about the, the rights issue, but from what I understood is that um, by that time, Sam Raimi had established himself a little bit and wanted to do a sequel with a bigger budget. But a lot of people were like, well, unless they have found a copy of the original evil dead sitting somewhere on a mom and pop video store shelf. How are they even going to know? How are you going to release this a sequel to a movie that, you know, well, well, it made a lot of money for what you spent on it. Not a lot of people um, are going to know, know what it is. And so he was like, all right, I'll just basically tell the first movie and the entire first movie condensed in the first 15, 20 minutes of this movie, and then go on with the, with the, the movie that I, that I really wanted to make. But in order for the, the audiences who may not have been, 
which I, I don't understand the logic. Why would you go see Evil Dead 2 if you have no idea what Evil Dead 1 is? Right. But that's that's one of the stories I had heard. And it's been a while since I read the book, um, If Chins Could Kill, uh, Bruce Campbell uh, autobiography, where he goes into great, great detail about Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. But I, I think that story is is somewhere buried in those pages as to what happened, as to why Evil Dead 2 starts off basically like the first Evil Dead, as if the first Evil Dead didn't happen, but it does, and then moves on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and from what I understand, it's it's kind of a miracle that this movie got made, because it sounds like it was a pretty grueling process to make this movie. You know, they're out in this cabin um, in Tennessee, I believe, kind of this remote cabin, and I guess the the working conditions were not great. Um, that it was just, it was very tough and very stressful. Um, it, it sounded like Bruce Campbell was just exhausted from most of the days of filming. And, and, uh, I read one story about how when he uh, needed to get back to wherever it was that he was staying, like he would just lay down in the back of a pickup truck cause he was covered in fake blood and everything else. And he didn't want to get anybody's like, you know, car seats dirty or messy or anything. Um, sounded like the, production crew um i think there were like 12 people uh that were kind of the part of the main production crew and they were all sleeping in the cabin um some people like doubling up or tripling up on rooms um mm. so it just i mean it just sounds like between weather between people getting injured between running out of money um it just sounds like this was a very very grueling process to get this movie made we, 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 we suffer for our art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Sam Raimi uh, definitely put a lot of people and himself included through a lot to get this movie made, but, and it was uh, within the woods, uh, the, the, the legend goes was his uh, film, uh, his senior year project film for Michigan state. Um, and that's it, it also served as his entree into getting financing to do this film. Um, but but yeah, it was his basically his senior project for uh, for uh, University of Michigan or Michigan State, I forget which he went to. But obviously, you, know, you see characters in, in the his movies wearing Michigan, uh, whatever college it was or, or fine inst institution of higher learning. That he went to there's always references what the hell happened to you Cheryl, what's the matter with you did something in the woods do this to you no it was the woods themselves they're alive well, I hope you've enjoyed this quick preview. Again, as I said, if you want to hear more of this episode, the full episode, uh, head on over to 30podcast.com. Click the donate link and join us on Patreon. You'll get this and several other pre uh, previous episodes that we've put up there, exclusive episodes only for our Patreon co-executive producers. Again, go to 30podcast.com, hit the donate button, or go to 30podcast.com slash support. Um, and check that out there. Join us as a co-executive producer on Patreon at any level of support, and you get access to the full episodes. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your October. Enjoy Halloween, and go watch some scary movies.
only way.